0: Hello and welcome to the Underscore NBA News Podcast. This is David Bernauer, your host. And alongside me, via the phone, is a man who's been illegally transported across state lines. It's your boy, Duncan White.
1: Hello to everybody from my phone.
0: Hello, hello. So, uh, I hear you have some trade news?
1: ha. <laughs> Well, I don't have trade news, but let's say we'll just trade news. Um, So, today, it finally happened, everybody. Kawhi Leonard has been traded out of the country.
0: Yeah. Out of the country. He's been traded to the EuroLeague. Woo! No, he's he's actually uh, been traded to the Toronto Raptors along with Danny Green for... DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Purtle, and a top-20 protected 2019 first-round pick?
1: Yes. Um, just to point a couple of things out. Uh, shocked to hear that the Raptors did not give up Ojean Unobi, Fred VanVleet, DeLon Wright, or Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. I was shocked to hear that none of those guys got thrown in. And also that the Spurs did not get more picks. Yeah. Like it. That I'm like okay. Well then. But granted, the Spurs they always pick well, so I guess it wasn't too big of a concern to them. But it's
0: not. And I mean, the Raptors probably weren't willing to give up those picks, considering Kawhi could leave after this season.
1: Right. Right. So shocking to me like you know not even delon right that was just shocking to me and then um raptors they you know they got Kawhi, and then they got danny green who i think fits very well into their system mm-hmm, for sure So he should be a good player good defensively off the bench um maybe start but you know i think they might start delon right now but who knows. Um.
0: I think Danny Green has kind of the veterans quality or you'd rather start him over Delon. Right. I would think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, Delon, right. And Fred Van Fleet, like those, that, those two guards, like they were, I guess, the spark plug. So I guess, yeah. Um, so I want to hear this. I want to hear, um, who won the trade in your opinion, David, because I'm, I've been going back and forth all day. I I still haven't
0: decided, really. I really think that we need to wait to see how this season goes to really determine who won. Because, I mean, I don't know. This is really tough. Because, I mean, I do think that Kawhi is an improvement over DeRozan, but having a guy who doesn't really want to be there supposedly, doesn't really bode well for team chemistry. And when you're trying to win games and win a championship, you really need to have that team chemistry, which is part of the reason why the Cavs were just so terrible this year despite making it to the finals. Like, why they only finished with the fourth seed was because of their terrible team chemistry, honestly.
1: Well, like, I'm not even, like, just looking at that. I'm more of, like... So if you're if you're the Spurs, you got an all-star for an all like you train an all-star for an all-star, yeah. which you never see. So that was huge, and you made the playoffs, which only LaMarcus Aldridge last yeah. year. I do think that the Rose Spurs
0: in. record-wise will improve this year for sure. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. But like you now you add DeRozan, and you know you're probably not gonna get very far in the playoffs. But no, I'd say. You know, it's good that you're staying relevant, you're staying in the playoff race, but then you're also developing Murray and Walker at the same time. So, if you're the Spurs, I feel like you're in a great position. Now you have Pirtle, so now you actually have a center that can be your center of the future. Yeah,
0: Pop is great with the international players in general. Yeah, that's very true. Pirtle was drafted, what, 11th? 9th, Uh, 9th? Around there. 9, 10 or 11 spot, somewhere around there, by the Raptors in 2016?
1: Yeah, 16.
0: 2016. Oh. So he obviously uh, is one of the weaker recent drafts, but he obviously did something to prove that he's worth going that high. Right. So he has some potential, and he was stuck behind Valenshunas, so I mean, we don't really know what he can do for sure.
1: But he was really good coming off the bench for the Raptors, I will say. Like, that Raptors bench group, they worked really well. And having Fertile to, you know, anchor the defense for them was really good, I thought. Um, And then, yes, the Spurs, they got that pick. I don't think they're going to get it. I really don't know. I mean, if Kawhi plays, they're probably not going to get that pick. Um, If he doesn't play, who, like... I don't know. I really don't.
0: It's really a crap shoot in the East for teams right now. Like, who's going to be the top teams other than the Sixers and Celtics? Right.
1: Um, But I will say this, though, like, I've been shocked to hear... I mean, I understand if you're a Raptors fan, like, you're really upset because you just trade away your best Oh, yeah, that would be for sure. I mean, like, I get it, but... I think also if you're a Raptors fan, you have to start accepting the reality here that you do have a chance. Like this trade would not have happened if Paul George did not stay in OKC. No. And But you have a chance to keep Kawhi, who want to go to a large market. And Toronto is, I think, the ranked fourth largest market for the NBA. So you, you went to a large market. Granted, it's not warm. It's cold up there. But <laughs> – it's it's still a large market and you know, you have a chance to keep them. Now if you don't keep them, you got the Rosen's contract off your books. That's like the biggest thing here. Like you got the Rosen's contract off your books. And I think Raptors fans were starting to see like the Rosen's about to be thirty after next season and Lowry's about to be thirty three. They really weren't going anywhere with now Boston and Philly running the show in the east. Mm-hmm. You might as well just start the rebuild. And now that you got DeRozan's untradeable contract off your books, you can now hopefully get rid of Lowry if if let's say Kawhi leaves. And you can get rid of all your veteran players too and get a bunch of picks. And you already have Fred Van Fleet, Delon Wright, and Siakam and and Anunobi to start. Like, that's a good starting spot. And you, you just need to go off of that. So that's where I'm, like, also thinking, like, the Raptors did really well in that situation. Like, they did a good job. Knowing that they're probably only have one more year left of being an actual, like, legit title contender. And after that, they're probably just going to blow it up anyway. So why not risk it here? Get a better player than DeRozan and see if they can make some noise and if they can keep Leonard, great. But if you can't keep him, then you're in a better position now to, re- to start your rebuild than you were before. Understand what I mean?
0: Yeah, I understand. It's just sounding like you're going to say some more stuff, so I let you keep talking. Yeah. So
1: it's like, That's where I'm just going back and forth. I'm like, Spurs got an all-star. But then Raptors are good. Like, they're in a good position.
0: Yeah, I do think that both teams are in a good position, but I don't feel there's a very clear winner right away. That's true. My only Um, problem with the Spurs end of this is who's going to make three-pointers on this team, at least starting lineup-wise. Yeah. Because you got DeJounte Murray, who... Shotwell is rookie season on half an attempt per game, but this year on less than half an attempt per game, shot 26% from three. Then you have DeMar DeRozan, who hasn't proven he can consistently make a three-point shot. No idea who's starting at small forward. Then you got Pau Gasol at power forward, who can make the corner three, but you're not going to rely on to get you a lot of three-pointers. Then Jakob Pertl, who can't really make a shot that far outside of the paint.
1: Well, you're forgetting Aldridge, but...
0: And Aldridge, too. As well, but he's not a three-point threat either.
1: Yeah, but I'm sorry, i was just saying Aldridge probably start over Powell. But. Yeah.
0: yeah, Aldridge is just an unremarkable player. He's the most average All-Star in history. So <laughs> yeah. I completely so, forgot yeah, he, he, he existed.
1: You're right. He's not gonna. He's not gonna make threes. So. um I really don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe Burton starts at small forward, and he can hit threes very well. So,
0: but I mean, he's that missing half good. of his ring finger on his shooting hand. Yeah,
1: and but he they, shot very they well they from maintain three.
0: Maintain accuracy.
1: He shot very well from three this season. <laughs> I know, season. I know. Um, so I yeah, if you're the Spurs, obviously like they know you're probably not gonna win anything. So. You just It's just a matter of developing your young guys. And maybe Lonnie Walker starts at 2 and you move DeMar to the 3. But it's really just try to stay relevant, but continually to develop your young guys and whoever you get in the draft now, which you're going to draft well, as yeah. the Spurs always do.
0: Because I presume that the Spurs have their 2019 first-rounders, so now they have likely two mid-to-late first-round picks on their hands. Yeah. So... Yeah. And you could potentially package those with another player to move up into, like, the late lottery area. So right. you could get a pretty good talent there. Right. Um. So, you kind of already covered, like, where does Spurs
1: go, but what do you think now with Pop? Like, where does he fit in the whole scheme of the Spurs now?
0: We talked about this last week-ish on the podcast about how long Pop probably has in San Antonio before he decides to retire. I I know he's supposed to coach the USA team in 2020, but I just really cannot see him coaching beyond this season. Because he right. doesn't really have any reason to.
1: I mean, yeah, that's true.
0: Because this is probably Ginobili's last year, just because he's old. And there's no Tim Duncan, there's no Tony Parker, and there's no Kawhi Leonard anymore, obviously. And I feel like he's probably given enough years to LaMarcus Aldridge for him to be fine with him retiring. Because a lot of the reason why LaMarcus went to the Spurs after leaving the Trailblazers was to have Coach Pop as his coach. Right. So and one of the promises that Pop made was that he would be there to coach Aldridge for the next few years. But they've probably been together long enough, like I just said, that it would be fine with Aldridge if he were to retire. And they have a, plenty of capable assistant coaches that could easily fill in that head coaching spot. So I don't think... this It wouldn't be a problem for the Spurs if he retired.
1: Probably, Obviously, yeah. prefer he
0: stay because he's the best coach in the NBA and arguably the best coach ever. Right. He doesn't have the I mean, rings Phil Jackson does, but... Right. <laughs> he hasn't but, had quite the same well, talent I mean, <laughs> Phil Jackson has either. No offense to Tim Duncan, but...
1: Yeah. Probably the best power forward of yeah. all time. Um, I still see, like, we also, we did cover this, uh, the last one, like, I feel like Popovich still has to just be around. Like, somehow. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it is coaching, but, you know, I think I'm starting to go to more towards you. Like, you know, it's probably his last season. Um, But I feel like Pop has to at least keep some sort of front office role because he's done a fantastic job just drafting and developing players. But, you know, if he's not going to be a coach, then he has to still at least draft them, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that they're going to be good. Um, and, you know, maybe he decides to go away from the game after Team USA, um, but I feel like he's going to have to come back to, to Spurs at some point if he does that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, so moving on, let's talk about the Raptors a bit here. So where do you see the Raptors? Let's say Kawhi's healthy and he plays. Where do you see the Raptors now in the East?
0: I see them as probably the second seed behind the Celtics. Because the Celtics are already pretty good without Gordon Hayward, and then without Kyrie Irving for a large chunk of the last part of the season, and came within a game of making it to the finals without either of their best two players. So I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be a much better team with Gordon Hayward and then with Kyrie Irving back again and for the playoffs. Cuz I mean, I know that the Raptors finished first in the East last year, but no one really thought they were the best team in the East despite the record.
1: And it showed, like it clearly showed in the playoffs yeah.
0: after getting swept for the second year in a row by the Ra- or yeah, by themselves, by the Cavs. <laughs> yeah. Said the <laughs>
1: Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Like, my biggest question is like, can they are they better than Philly? I really don't know.
0: I think they're a little bit better than Philly.
1: Okay, uh, it's just Philly has Embiid, and it just, I granted when Leonard faulty I think he's a better player than Embiid, but just Embiid himself as a low post threat is going to be huge for the semi-Sixers in general, especially when it gets to playoff time. Um, And Ben Simmons still needs to get a jump shot. Um, But if he can hit a 15-footer, then Sixers are going to be a big threat. They're not going to be better than the Celtics, though, because Celtics are just another world right now.
0: Mm -hmm, Um, They're they're set for the future. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to be relevant
1: for, like, 10 years now. Yeah, but... So Raptors, this next season, whatever happens, happens. Um but what about let's say this season though, Kawhi, he decides he's not gonna play. What do you think that does for his reputation? Like does it hurt him more now, or does it like show that he really just wants to be in LA and Dudes that other uh, GMs really care about that.
0: I think it would definitely show that he'd much rather be in L.A., and I don't think that any team would really try and go after him in free agency, other than the Clippers and Lakers. But if he isn't really viewed as a villain already now, after sitting out pretty much the entire season despite being cleared to play, I don't... It would be really bad on his reputation because his him being silent was like a thing that was like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. You know, like a star that's avoiding the spotlight and just keeping to himself. Whereas now that's going to be turned against and be like, well, why isn't he talking to everybody? Like, is like, you know, what's the issue? Why won't he talk to us? So, I mean, I just I don't. He needs to either start talking or play. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like all the reports that you saw from before he got traded and all the different stuff going on with him and the Spurs, it was never Kawhi said this. It was always oh Kawhi's executives sort or of like his uncle,
1: his uncle. said yeah.
0: something. You know. All right. Yeah. Here's what
1: like my take is on this. Like, if he does not play for the Raptors this season, one, is going to face a ton of fines. Um, which to him, I guess it's nothing, because apparently, according to Woj, money isn't really a big factor here. But if I'm, like, I understand, like, if you're the Lakers and the Clippers, you know, you're obviously in the best position in the next offseason to get him because he wants to go to L.A. But if I'm, a, if I'm in the front office or I'm a coach and you see that Leonard does not play, and yes, he may be cleared to play, like, I'd be really concerned about his conditioning then. Like, yeah. I don't, I might not even want to throw a contract at him then.
0: Yeah, like a guy who hasn't played a real game in two years if he weren't going to play with the Raptors. Like, I just, I don't think that would be a great idea to throw a contract at him.
1: All right, and who knows? Like, it could even mess up just team chemistry. It's like, now no one else is going to really want to play with him, even if he is on the Lakers or the Clippers. But it's like they know, like he wants everything his own way. So why do why would I play with him then? He could just just sit out all of a sudden, yeah. just randomly in the middle of the season, and be like, I'm, "I don't like how this is going. Go get me some better players. I'm going to sit out until you do that." Like I, I don't want to play with someone like that. I doubt other NBA players want to play with someone like that also. So
0: and then GM wouldn't want to sign somebody who's going to do that,
1: right? So I feel like this if Kawhi sits out again. This is gonna really hurt him, and who knows? Like Jerry West is very smart and intelligent, and he may not throw a contract then at Kawhi. And same thing with Magic Johnson. Like he'd just be like, "Well, I don't want any. I don't want him to mess up anything here. We're already in a pretty good position. Might might as well just let him go. We have LeBron anyway. <laughs> like you could probably get some other star." that is not going to mess up your team chemistry in, in the same offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So, speaking of the Lakers, though, if you don't follow me on Twitter, go ahead and do that, at Hyperhorse14. I've been repeatedly tweeting this out, and I think it really needs some attention here. Like, And I, I've said it multiple times before. I feel like the Lakers have made have had two chances to get two All-Stars and they didn't trade for them.
0: They must really like Brandon Ingram.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One stayed in OKC and didn't come. But they thought they'd get him in free agency. Same thing here. You didn't trade for him. thinking you're going to get Kawhi in free agency. And all of a sudden, a random team comes in, Toronto (laughs) Raptors, and picks him up who knows where now Kawhi's is going to go after this next up season he could stay in toronto he could go to new york who knows but if you're the lakers like there's no guarantee here you act like there is a guarantee but there is no guarantee you just saw that happen with paul george so i feel like if you're the lakers you could potentially after the next off season have struck out on two all-stars that you could have just traded for like that drives me insane if you're the Lakers. And if you're Magic Johnson, yes, you got LeBron, but what else have you done then?
0: Sign Lance Stevenson, come on.
1: Yeah, and Rajon Rondo <laughs> and JaVale McGee, Checked in the full MVP.
0: JaVale's great. All right.
1: your thoughts though?
0: Um, yeah, that would, especially as a, if I were a Lakers fan, that would absolutely drive me crazy if we had the opportunity to just trade for two different stars, rather than waiting an entire year year, and now wasting a year of LeBron's prime just to wait for this guy to become a free agent so we can hopefully go out and sign them. Because as Paul George just proved, it's not a given that they'll leave a place that's not as desirable of a place to live as L.A. or as OKC for a place like L.A., Well, I mean, because I think that the Lakers, the last few years in general, like the Knicks too, have realized is that with like the internet and everything, you don't need to be in a place like LA or New York to get major endorsement deals and have people see you. Like you don't need to be in a big market. Like look at Giannis, he's in Milwaukee and is on the cover of NBA 2K. Right, right. You don't need to play for a large market to be noticed. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: it like I understand what the Lakers are doing, but man, it like you don't get that chance very often to go and get you have the ability to go get two All-Stars and the leverage is all in your favor because no other teams want to throw out anything to that other team because they know he wants to just go to your own team, so all the leverage is in your favor. You don't have to give up. You don't have to give up a king's ransom. That. So if you don't get him in free agency, my goodness, man, it's like you struck out, and it's that's a huge blow. Um, Clippers. I mean, I don't really know what they could have thrown besides like Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley. And you know, some, maybe someone else from their young backcourt, but like the Lakers had more assets to give up, and they didn't do it. Um, and also those those young assets like Kyle Kuzma, you know, he looks like he's gonna be a good player, but is he gonna be an All Star? I mean, not it's, sure. It's it's one season, and you have no idea. And hopefully, Lonzo Ball gets. Healthy, but he's going off of surgery. Again, there's you don't have anything confirmed there. And Brandon Ingram hopefully becomes better, but he's still skinny. So you had the assets to give up.
0: Yeah, a lot of it, Lakers friends like, oh, he shoots forty percent from three. Yeah, in like two attempts per game. That right. doesn't make him a good shooter. If it's on right. two attempts a game.
1: Right. So again, this I think if there's a loser in the situation where I... It, I don't want to say it's confirmed, but I feel like the Lakers were a big loser here.
0: Yeah, despite that, not really being involved in the trade. I,
1: yeah, I mean, apparently they talked, but like, nothing really got very far. So I feel like that's a big loss. So, but we will see in a year from now, I guess.
0: Yeah, Brandon Ingram better ended up being good.
1: Yeah, I mean... You have LeBron now, and what is he now, 34, 33?
0: Probably around there.
1: Yeah, but you can't you can't just waste those years, like you said. It's very little time of LeBron still being the best. Yeah. Um, so, we talked Lakers, but so what do you think now Toronto is going to have to do to try to keep Kawhi? Like, what... What can they sell to Kawhi to stay?
0: Well, call up Sam Presti and ask how he could manage to convince Paul George to stay in OKC. Well, here's <laughs> to the follow thing. follow that game plan. Yeah,
1: Kyle Lowry is not Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so, there that, that's an automatic disadvantage, in my opinion. So, if I'm the Raptors right now, you need to go get another star. Or... At least, somewhat of an like a big name, at least to show you're committed. Same thing, you know. At the time of the Melo deal, it looked good. That's what really made Russ um, sign the extension, the Supermax extension. And then Paul George like really show like, all right, they're actually serious here. You know, they're serious about winning. I'm gonna stay then. Like that was a huge moment. So, to me, if if I'm Ujiri right now. You, you have to
0: try to go get another star. And I don't know how you do it. I don't know. Yeah, the probably like, I don't know how because they don't have cash to do that in free agency and they have, and all the star free agents are pretty much signed with the new teams and are off the market. And right. other than Mellow again, who I don't think would convince Kawhi to stay, right. there aren't really any star players available via the trade market. So it's... It's a very tough sell to keep Kawhi right now. But, I mean, if the season pans out and, you know, they go like the Celtics do within a game or two of the finals or even make it to the finals and put up a fight against the Warriors as in don't get swept in the finals by them, I think there's a good chance that you could convince Kawhi to stay. Gotcha. Especially if... Fred Van Vliet and D'Loan Wright and Anunobi continue their development into much better players. Right. And then Danny Green plays more like he did in twenty thirteen and fourteen.
1: Yeah. Um. I I feel I feel like at this moment, like Paul with Paul, the whole Paul George situation, like OKC was in a better position at that at this moment in time. Um. Toronto, I don't really know what you can do. It's like I don't know who else is going to be available. Um, and I really don't see you going very far in the playoffs either. I feel like you lose, possibly lose to Philly, but you're definitely losing to the Celtics. So, and who knows where you're going to end up in the seeding. Indiana like, Indiana's pretty good, and... You could potentially be in that four seed, but they get to face the like Celtic second round, and then you're you're out. Yeah. It's a lot of ifs right now. I feel like if you're Toronto. It's,
0: yeah.
1: That that's where I'm like also kind of like the Spurs. They I feel like they have more clarity. But and if you're Toronto, it's like whatever happens. But if this happens, then you have to do this. If this happens, then you have to do this. But you don't know what's gonna happen. So. All right. Do you want to move on?
0: Um.
1: Or do you have anything else to
0: well, add? Well, I think this. Uh, despite Greg Popovich's left-leaning points of view, I think this proves that if you mess with him, Pop will literally deport you.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. The the memes right now are so great.
0: <laughs> like my uncle says, I can't play for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, uh, Pop, I'm going. I'm going to LA, right? No, you're going to Toronto. Wait, I thought I said see you later. See. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want. I want to go to sunny LA. Cool. How does snowy Toronto sound? (laughs) Oh boy. Should have Uh, kept him to Orlando. Yeah,
1: it's warm there.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing.
1: (laughs) No, No big market.
0: There's Disney. Oh, There's universal and we even have SeaWorld or land or los angeles doesn't have sea world
1: <laughs> oh my god all right so let's move on to i guess is like the other biggest news
0: yeah Marcus smart
1: yeah is that is that that's not official yet, no right? but
0: he's in negotiations with yeah. the
1: celtics on
0: a deal in the four-year 46, <laughs> 46 to 50 million dollar
1: range Right. Uh, I think that was Shams that reported that. I'm not sh- Actually, no, it was Woj. Never mind, It was okay. Woj. Um, so glad to see that's finally starting to get worked out for the Celtics and, and Smart because Celtics, I think they need Smart just for energy. But other news um, Jabari Parker has officially gone to his hometown. And is going to play for the Chicago Bulls. This you guys probably are. Duncan's
0: Duncan's very excited because he was a Bulls fan. Yeah. Um, Guys probably know this press conference was today at
1: eleven a.m. Central Time. Um, I watched it. Nothing really interesting to see there besides him defending Derrick Rose, which he has every right to do. Um, But contract is going to be two years, forty million dollars. Second year is a team option. Thank God. so, Dave and I—we've had some discussions already on this, and um, the Bulls front office and Boyberg has said that he will be playing small forward, um, and that is a big question mark at the moment. I, w- I will start by saying this, though so I have watched some Jabari Parker just offensive highlights, and I've watched you know just him just kind of or just really just in general watch some Bucks games. Like parts of Bucks games, just to see how he moves. And in an era of just positionless basketball, like I feel like he's gonna be fine. Like he's gonna be fitting in well with in Fred Hoiberg's system because Hoiberg is all about pace and space. But um, as I think it was one of Jabari's coaches said, he or no, it was his, it was his dad who actually said this. You can Jabari Parker can give you twenty. Without having to run a play for it, so Jabari Parker is really good at open floor. He can move really well off the ball, which is very underrated in my opinion. He does a very good job of just opening himself up for a good outside shot. But he also knows when to make the right cuts. So he may have a wide open three, but he also, but he'll realize it's better just to cut and get the basketball there and make a dunk instead of shooting a three because he's not as good of a three point shooter. As he is inside. Um, however, he has improved his three point shot very, very well. So I don't think that's going to be as big of an issue. Um, but David, you know, has said he doesn't really see how he fits because well, he I think plays more
0: fine offensively at small forward, yeah, but, but I don't what, see the defensive fit.
1: Right. So defensively, that's where I'm also kind of concerned because it looks like what I've heard from Hoiberg. They tried out some new stuff in summer league by switching everything one through five, because now with Wendell Carter Jr. And at the five spot. So my biggest issue is like, if you're going to do that, then Parker might be starting to guard some point guards. And I don't want that. Um, Now, if they do just man to man and don't switch, I don't know. Like, I think he can guard a three, not Durant. But and obviously, it's gonna be like an issue. But I think he could guard a three because of his length. Like he's he's so he, he's much bigger and he's he's not as slow as people think. But if you're gonna be switching everything, that's my biggest concern. Um, I don't want him guarding point guards, in my opinion, or two guards for a matter of fact. Um, and it doesn't really help that Levine isn't a good
0: defender either. No, that's oh. what I'm concerned about too. Is your defensive ability on the wings
1: right um is a good defender but granted he's a little skinny right now and we didn't bring back Nawaba so because of the Jabari Parker deal um there is potential he will be brought back but I don't really see it at this point um and we just basically have Chris Dunn who thank god we have Chris Dunn <laughs> um i you. you guys
0: have a point guard
1: yeah <laughs> is better defender than people think so I don't, I'm not too much concern with him and Carter Jr. showed his defensive abilities in Summer League. So it's we have a good defensive point guard and a good rim protector. The wings though are kind of an issue. Um, and I also want to talk about the whole contract. So thank God it is a second year for as a team option but what I feel like some Bulls fans didn't realize if if we keep him, let's say, on the 20, if we accept his option, we, can, we still have $32.7 million in cap space that next offseason. If we don't keep him, we have $53 million in cap space. So, Bulls fans who feel like, oh, we just waste all our cap space forever, that is not true because $32.7 million is the exact amount someone like Clay Thompson can get as an eight-year eight vet. That's the max amount he can get per year. Um, if you want to get someone like Durant, which you're not going to get, but someone like Durant a 10-year vet is going to be, the max is like $38 million. If we could somehow just get rid of Felicio, then we're golden. Then we then we have enough space. So I've been kind of on Twitter and I've been getting some really annoyed replies to some of my tweets and people are like, Oh boy. Yeah, I... This one guy blocked me. I don't know why, but he, <laughs> he was saying that Levine is not signed through the next, like Levine's not signed through 20, or he said 2027 for some odd reason. What? I'm like of okay, of course yes, he's not he's signed
0: not. through 2027.
1: Hold on, right? And I'm like, I don't How know what you're years talking from about. Now? <laughs> yeah, and he also said I was also telling him if Parker leaves or we don't keep him, then we're fine. We 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 still have done Levine. And we still have Wendell Carr and Larry Markin. We're fine. And he's like, well, if Levine walks, then we're screwed. Also, if, if he walks with Parker, then they're just going to go team up. I'm like, Levine can't walk. He signed to a four-year deal. Have you not been paying attention? And then he blocked me. So, there you go. Bulls fans, don't freak. That's all I I, I can will say.
0: say this being in Chicago. A lot of Chicago sports fans in general are just very ignorant about the teams they follow. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't take too much of that to heart. Well, I'm
1: not. I'm just like, I'm just shocked to hear this guy trying to talk basketball
0: with me. That it amazes is, me every time. Is. Even walking through school sometimes, I'm just confused by what I hear. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, real quickly, like the Blackhawks a few years ago, they are like the third or fourth season <laughs> in the NHL playoffs. And I heard people going like, oh, yeah, we're definitely winning the Stanley Cup this year. Now, I don't follow hockey, but generally, if you're the third or fourth seed in any sport, you're not winning whatever championship you're trying to win. Right, right. Like, I'm just being realistic. Like, okay, maybe well, I don't know. Maybe there are some injuries that I'm unaware of, and that's why the record is so bad. But now those people are back. I don't know. But I think they ended up losing in the first round. Yeah.
1: Right? yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, Joe Dolph, Cough cough. Um, shout out to Joe Dolph. Yeah. Um, shout out
0: to Joe Dolph, we love you. Yeah.
1: But yeah, Full fans just don't don't freak out. We have plenty of cap space, and that's very important at this moment. Um, you have any thoughts with Jabari Parker after my whole soliloquy?
0: I'm just a little disappointed that he's not with the Bucks anymore because they pretty much fun. wasted the second pick in twenty fourteen and to get nothing in return. But so that the was question messy. is: Do you rather would you rather have the person leave for nothing, or sign them to an Andrew Wiggins type extension? I mean,
1: it's well, like a lose lose. Well, who's better? I'll, let, let me ask you this: Who's
0: better, Wiggins or Parker? Shabari Parker, but he's still not worth the money Wiggins is getting.
1: Okay, all right. Um, that is the other thing that I've been hearing. Bucks fans are apparently really upset, but and I understand. Like, you should you should at least be disappointed. But you have to also realize you're a small market, and the Bucks are already at 129 million as it is right now. So you're already hard capped at 129 million. Do you really want to add another 20 million in the luxury tax? By the way, in the luxury tax. Yeah. So t- tax
0: to a team that hasn't even made it out of the first round since 2001.
1: Right. So like, I don't think that's really what you want to do. Especially for a guy, like, that's the reason why I'm happy with the Bulls contract is, yes, there's a lot of questions. If, if something goes wrong, then, yeah, you get rid of him. But if you're the Bucks, it hurts you immediately. So you, if he doesn't play well, you're still getting hurt because of the taxes then. So... Yeah. I don't... And if you're the Bucks fan, I, I get you're upset, but you have to also realize the business standpoint of it. Like, you can't pay those taxes at no. the moment.
0: Swat, that's the same exact reason that the Thunder are trying to get rid of Carmelo Anthony.
1: Yes, which... Because
0: well, while he does have some value, his production on the court does not outweigh the monetary value for the owners. Right. Mm. And yeah, we'll be about that a little bit later.
1: Um... Other Bulls news that came out today, uh, Antonio Blakeney has finally been signed to an NBA contract. He was on a two-way contract last season, and he was still under it this upcoming season. It was a two-year, two-way deal, Um, but they took away the contract, and now he is signed to a two-year minimum deal. Um, If you haven't seen my tweets yet, I don't really know where he fits in the rotation because we have way too many wings in general. Uh, so, I'm glad he, he got a contract. He definitely deserves it, but I don't know where he's going to play at all, if any. Um, it looks like Ryan Archidiakno will be signed to another two-way deal. Um, but I want to applaud Blakeney for from going undrafted to a two-way to now a two-year deal. So, he actually has a little bit of security now.
0: Yeah, that's a good feel-good story. Yeah. We're on the topic of good feel-good stories, uh, this one involving my Magic. I don't think I mentioned this during last week's podcast. It's because it happened right after. Uh, Orlando Magic Summer League player Brian Angola Rodas has signed a contract with the Magic, one that I have never heard of, called an Exhibit 10 contract. So what an Exhibit (laughs) 10 contract (laughs) is is you can sign a player to this contract and it works the same way as a two-way contract except if the team wants you go through training camp and decide that you don't want him anymore you can waive him for like and he gets like fifty thousand dollars if he latches on with the g-league team So it's a super low-risk move, and I don't know if other teams have signed players to these Exhibit 10 contracts or not, but because it means almost nothing that it just doesn't get reported on, I don't know. Or maybe Angola is the first player to ever get signed to one of these. No idea, but it's a pretty feel-good story. He's he's from Columbia, went to Florida State, played a few years in the G League, I presume, and... Got invited to Magic Summer League and now he's sort of on the team. So nice. <laughs> hopefully he does well. He fits the Magic's mold of not being able to shoot the ball very well and being super long.
1: Yep, just who we're looking for. Just <laughs> so who we're
0: looking for. <laughs>
1: um, that is a good story. I'm just I'm shocked I've never heard of that contract.
0: <laughs> I know, cause like I'm pretty sure it happened right after we recorded the one last week. And Josh Robbins from Lano Sentinel tweeted that out. I'm like, what the heck is an Exhibit 10 contract?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would have asked the exact same question. Um, what time are we at right now? We
0: are at 43 minutes and 48 seconds.
1: All right. So we'll quickly go through the other NBA news right now. Um, so Bleacher Report reported this. Uh, Hawks and Thunder in talks right now. Um Melo is obviously the main part of this. Um, apparently the Thunder are trying to acquire Dennis Schroeder in exchange for Melo. And it looks like they'll have to add Michael Scala to that deal to match for, contracts yeah, for cap reasons. Yeah. So, um, I'm guessing then the Thunder would give up the second round pick maybe more, but my only concern about that, like why I get it. Um, but if you're the Thunder, like, aren't you kind of in the same position then? Like, you just met, had a match contracts-ish. Like, I don't know how much Schroeder's getting, but I'm guessing it's around $15 million a year. I so. Think he's... Well,
0: let me search it up. You keep talking. Right. But, I don't know. And
1: I understand, like, you, you should probably get rid of Melo at this point. And I feel like Schroeder would be a pretty good player, either off the bench or next to Russ. Um. Bit of Thunder. Mike Muscala would also kind of help because he they, they have New Orleans Noel, but if he doesn't play very well, then you have a stretch five. But I'm just trying to do the math with numbers, and I don't really know if this helps the Thunder's uh, salary situation here. Um, but if this deal does go through, Mello will then be bought out by the Hawks, and then it looks like he's going to go sign with Houston. So... That would be that whole mellow part and the Hawks part of it, the deal. The yeah, numbers.
0: Schroeder. So uh, Schroeder has three years and forty-six and a half million dollars remaining on his contract. Okay. So it would probably hurt the Thunder financially long term. But like right now, it would, it would decrease. Uh. The amount- no, he's getting paid $15.5 million each year the next three years.
1: But, like, it would... I'm just saying it would decrease their payroll oh, for this season. yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, decrease it this season, but long-term it would probably hurt them more than just keeping Melo this one year.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, if you're the Thunder right now, it's a tricky situation, so, like, I don't know why like i thought the hawks had cap space but oh no but they then they they already used it though with the nuggets deal so which do you want to talk about that or no Mm,
0: maybe do you want to talk about it not really because i really thought
1: it was just denver clearing out everybody
0: all right then we don't want to talk about about denver we don't care about them anymore.
1: No, I, I just, I just thought <laughs> legit that was just basically Denver, yeah. getting under the luxury tax. Yeah.
0: That three-way trade with Denver, the Nuggets, and the Denver Nuggets, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Brooklyn Nets was just a complete salary clearing move, as well as the Nuggets trading Wilson Chandler to the Sixers for what seemed like nothing. It didn't yeah. look like they actually got anything in return that I saw.
1: I think it was just cash.
0: Yeah.
1: So, no, but, I mean, good job by the Weird. Nuggets. You, you you, you, still have Will Barton, and you got Nicole Jokic to the five-year deal, Um you got rid of all your veterans that you really didn't need for taking up money. Yeah. So, good job by the Nuggets there. Um, uh, so, Celtics and the Smart deal here. Gary kind of talked about it, but yeah, it looks like hopefully Celtics get spark back. That'll be good. I feel like because um, they they need that spark blood up, off the bench, and it also would help because Rogier is
0: then gonna be restricted free agent next after next season. So at least you have a combo guard in the, on the bench. Yeah, like if you really just absolutely – like if Rogier gets thrown a large contract next off season it would be fine if you didn't match it because you'll have Marcus Smart still there to right. back up Kyrie, assuming he stays. Yeah. So, I think it's a win-win. Marcus Smart gets almost $50 million guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> and the Celtics yeah. get to keep their one of their better players.
1: Yeah, so, um, why I am shocked, though, is that I have not heard anything about Clint Capella. Yeah, yeah. with the Rockets. That's so, crazy. that's kind of concerning, because if the Rockets lose him, then they're not going to be the second seed, I don't think yeah. the West.
0: Although the only team that's left in the NBA that has enough cap space to sign him to a max or near-max contract is the Kings.
1: Yeah, but, like, and they don't...
0: I don't think the Kings want him, because I haven't heard anything about them wanting to go after him.
1: Right, and now with Cauley Stein and Harry Giles played very well in summer league, yeah. like, I don't think you'd want him. No, so, I don't
0: really think he'd fit, but I wouldn't put it past Sacramento at this point.
1: I mean, maybe Sacramento would just be that team, like hell with Levine, just assigned to an offer sheet. Yeah, just to get it over with.
0: Yeah, but, they've gotten better in recent years with their moves, but
1: yeah, it's I don't make
0: know. to the head scratcher from time to time.
1: Yeah, um, but I mean, if you're the Rockets, man, you've already lost two wing players that are good defenders so you can't lose Capella it, just no way um, hopefully a deal gets worked out because man it, that would be a huge blow for the Rockets um, and then the Kings and Grizzlies trade that was reported also it's kind of an interesting one to me as Ben McElmore gets to go back to the Kings yeah,
0: just when Ben McElmore thought he'd escape Sacramento they trade <laughs> right back for him Yeah, There is Uh, no escaping Sacramento Once a king Always a king
1: Good thing Tiger Evans has not gone back (laughs) Um, My third time That would be
0: hilarious (laughs) He went back again
1: But You know I hope this helps Ben McLemore You know Kind of restart I guess I mean it's back to where he was at the beginning But um, Maybe it, it would be good him because the Kings kind of need some decent players at this point and I, I believe also Deontay Davis was in that deal
0: yeah I forgot Deontay Davis was in that
1: yeah he's so, heading to Sacramento too yeah so I feel like he could be a good backup big man um but they are kind of loaded at the front core at the moment so I don't know if he'll get minutes mm-hmm. and then yeah uh well, was Garrett Temple went to the Grizzlies?
0: Yeah, the Magic are losing to the Grizzlies twice next year.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So those of you who I don't blame you for not watching any Kings versus Magic games. Um, Garrett Temple absolutely destroyed the Magic in both games they played against the Kings this year. First one, the Kings were down by like twenty-ish, and then Garrett Temple pretty much single-handedly mounted a comeback and almost caused Frank Vogel to cry during a press conference. Um, And then we played them a few weeks later in Sacramento and lost, and he had a big game as well. So, yeah, I guess we're going 0-2 against the Grizzlies this year.
1: (laughs) Yes, no. Apparently, what it was reported, I think Jared Temple had a player option.
0: Oh, yeah, Um, I think he does.
1: And thank goodness he opted in because he was not getting any money.
0: No, he wasn't getting going to get $8 million, I think, that he's getting right now.
1: Yeah, so luckily he opted into that and um, he got his money because there is no money left right now besides mid-level biannual for any team. So, Grizzlies and Kings basically just kind of stay parallel, though. I don't really think this does much.
0: No. I mean, apparently... You know, Grizzlies
1: front office wants them to make the playoffs, so we'll see about that. Yeah. And the yeah
0: Temple's a good veteran.
1: Stacked Western Conference. Yeah. Who knows about that. Um, just to close this out, uh, the scores reporting that Kawhi
0: Leonard's starting to warm to the idea of playing at the Raptors. Yeah, I saw so, that just before we started this, but I do not yeah, really know but, enough about it to talk about it much.
1: Yeah, so... Um, I want to make this very clear, though. Kawhi Leonard basically has taken, if he goes to the Lakers, he's basically taken away $80 million that he could have potentially gotten. Yep. Saw that so, story. I mean, right now the Raptors can only offer him $190 million, which is $30 million less than the Spurs could have. And then if he goes to L.A. or any other team, for that matter, he can only get $141 million. So he just went from $221 million to $141 million. That I feel like that's a lot of money, I mean, and you're not going to make that up in LA. I mean,
0: that's almost so, as much money as Isaiah Thomas lost from having hip surgery.
1: Right, right. <laughs> so, man, it's. I guess it doesn't. I guess the money doesn't really matter, but that's a lot. That's all I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to hit the whole loyalty thing going around. Yeah. Today. Like that was. I was kind of really shocked to see all this on social media, but we are in a day an age of basketball, star basketball players, they just get moved around. And whether it's themselves choosing to change or it's the team, I mean, it's, it's all business. So, I mean, Isaiah Thomas got traded after that amazing season you yeah, have with the Celtics, but Again, it's for the better of the team. So, um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but it, like, I understand where DeRozan's coming from because apparently he was just promised.
0: Yeah, I saw that he was told by the Raptors front office that he would not be traded in right. a trade involving Kawhi, and then, bye bye.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> And then <laughs> but I mean it's the same thing, like Blake Griffin, they put out a humongous show for him saying he's gonna be Clipper for life and then they get straight to the Pistons. Just happens that quick. Yeah. Um there was another thing that really shocked me, like someone put up a post showing maybe it was you, David, showing like all the players were all the star players that have changed teams, like they were they were in two thousand sixteen, at the end of two thousand sixteen. Yeah. It was just insane just to see. Um, you I know. I
0: think I posted. I might have posted something about that a while ago.
1: Yeah. But. It. It's. It's insane. Like, you know. CP3 and Blake on the Clippers. Go, Durant, go, go
0: back uh, and play 2K17 without the updated rosters. Whew. Yeah. It, the league <laughs> has changed. Um. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it just crazy to me. Like Gordon Hayward's on Utah. Kyrie's uh, like still a Cav. So Paul George is still a Pacer. Yeah. Was well, thinking of Paul George though, with all that loyalty stuff. He tweeted out shaking my head, like just SMH with an ellipsis afterwards in response to Demar Derozan being traded. But part of it is the Kawhi trade, obviously. Like. You just did the exact same thing to the Pacers. You have no right to be talking about loyalty.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) It's got like 6,000 retweets, I want (laughs) to say. Like, no, you don't have... You don't get to say shaking my head to that. Right.
1: Um. Isaiah Thomas did talk, so... And he's like, look at my story. Um... And he lost a lot of money, but just again, it's business. But I will say though, like the Isaiah Thomas trade, it made more sense to me from for the Celtics because he was injured. Yeah. So this though with Celtics the Rose
0: dodged a bullet.
1: <laughs> yeah. But this though, with like with the Rosen, like he's healthy. He's been with you for nine years, and he even took a pay cut for you guys. Um, so. Yeah, I understand with DeRozan, but Celtics, yeah, like you said, they kind of saw what was going to happen, so you had to make that deal. But this seems like, you know, DeRozan seems pretty healthy at the moment.
0: Yeah, so now with that 2009 draft class that DeMar DeRozan is part of, only Stephen Curry is still on the same team that drafted him. It's insane Out of every player From that draft class It's
1: just crazy Man,
0: 60 picks And one remains I mean And
1: all we can expect though Is more to happen More More trades to happen Like this
0: So this means Stephen Curry's Leaving soon
1: (laughs) No I I doubt that Stephen
0: Curry (laughs) Traded for Russell Westbrook
1: (laughs) Yay Aubrey's match Don't they yeah, probably. Yeah, that, that would be kind of crazy. That
0: would be weird.
1: I, I don't want to see that.
0: It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: Alright. All right. Do you want to wrap this up?
0: Um, is, is DeMar DeRozan the greatest player in Raptors history now?
1: Okay, so I know a lot of people are not going to like this. Everyone keeps mentioning Vince Carter, and I understand it, but... If you just look at DeRozan's stats in general and look at what the Raptors have done with him on the team as the leader, DeRozan's better.
0: Yeah, DeRozan has accomplished more for and with the Raptors, I think, than Vince Carter did.
1: Right. So I think DeRozan, Mike, I think he's the best Raptor probably of all time. I mean, you could say Chris Bosh, but again, Chris Bosh didn't really get you too in the the best record you guys have ever had so it's unfortunate though because the raptors they really couldn't get anywhere because they always met lebron Mm -hmm. and couldn't get any farther
0: and then and two former teammates of his damari carroll and my new favorite player as of 10 minutes ago Terrence um both said that they should that the raptors should build statues of derozan outside the air canada center which I think is being renamed something else, either this season or next season. That's irrelevant, but uh yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that. They're they should build statue of uh, DeRozan.
1: I mean, he, he did a great job with the Raptors. let I mean, he accomplished a lot. So I don't know. I don't really know about statue, but they don't really have
0: any others so there's not really a a whole lot of other Raptors players in their history to build a statue of but uh I think that concludes this episode of the underscore NBA News podcast you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore NBA News or on Twitter at the underscore NBA News pod you can follow our personal Twitter accounts me David at David of Burnhour, or Duncan's personal Twitter account at Hyperhorse 14. This has been another fantabulous episode of the underscore NBA news podcast and have a great day.